Are the vaccines failing? And what about the mandates? Also, we've talked about in the past, are the vaccines a threat to our own health? You're listening to your radio activist on The Mark Harrington Show. Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal. Go to createdequal.org to donate. Well, today on the program, we got a little bonus round with our whistleblower uh, who sits on the COVID-19 task force. She's also a virologist. She has a PhD in engineering focusing on nanoscience, a master of science in nanoscience and microsystems, a bachelor of science in molecular biology, and uh, also is a U.S. Army veteran. Uh, so we, we weren't able to get to everything on the first part of the program, the first episode, dealing with more of these practical issues regarding COVID and the spike of the Delta variant and some of the mandates that are being handed down by corporations and the governments around the country. And so I want to spend a little bit of time with the whistleblower going over some of these issues. Uh, whistleblower, if you would, I, I want to start out by asking you, we have these high vaccination rates in the United States. Yet we're experiencing these cases uh, spiking. Why is that? I think that really speaks to the what they called what, what 95% efficacy of the vaccines. Um, mm -hmm. Our rates are very similar, if not higher, than many countries that have low vaccination rates. So when they said they were 95% effective in stopping COVID, they were wrong. They The clinical trial was set up to determine the endpoints were positive PCR test and reduction of at least one symptom at the two-month time point. That's it. This they did not show in the clinical trial that they reduced hospitalization or death. Gotcha. So I mean, that's kind of a well, obviously the the devil's in the details, right? I mean, the ninety-five right. percent <laughs> doesn't really mean that you're protected ninety-five uh, percent of the time against the COVID virus um, around the world and. Uh, you know, I've, you've told me a little bit about what's going on in Israel. We know what's going on in the United States. There's an increase in these cases. And of course, now we're talking about vaccine mandates and stuff like that. If you would fill us in on what's going around the rest of the world and what we can learn from that. So in Israel, where they're over 90% fully vaccinated, they've, okay. They've shown about, I think it was high, let me see, I think it was about 82%. I know it was above 80% of their cases were in the fully vaccinated in Israel. They've also started mm. prioritizing booster shots in Israel, and we already have reports of breakthrough infections in people that have received three doses of the Pfizer vaccine in Israel. So that does not seem to be working. Um, doesn't bode well about, for the vaccine. No, it doesn't. <laughs> We had talked you know, a little just... bit about the Cape Cod outbreak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to know more about that. Fill people in on that. Okay, so the Cape Cod outbreak was in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and it was after the 4th of July parties and fireworks and such. And in that case, in that outbreak, there was 469 cases and of those 346 or about 74% were in fully vaccinated individuals. About half had received the Pfizer, um, about 40% received the Moderna and about the last 10% 10, 10 or so had received the J&J vaccine. So all three vaccines failed in this, in this outbreak. 
Right before we went on the air today, I was reading my headline that Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine is now and in the month of July, which is last month, has only shown a 40, 42% effective rate against COVID in July. Right. Did you right. see I that? Heard about 30, I heard about 32% was the, the latest number I had. Why is that? I mean, this is supposedly stopped, supposed to um, keep you from getting COVID. And now we're seeing <laughs> these rates way down. <laughs> I think what people are overlooking here is these are experimental vaccines. Now we hear mm -hmm. that a lot and maybe we don't think about right. it, but experimental means we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I think that's, that makes that's sense. really important to remember. We don't know what's going to happen. That's why these are experimental. We will see in the future. We will find out. Uh, like I said before, the clinical trials only looked at the two month to two and a half month time point. That's a snapshot in time. And that's, that's not how biology works. Biology is not just a snapshot in time. Biology is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you as we've talked on previous programs about how this was rushed through. Right. Um, right. They, they called it Operation Warp Speed. And it was rushed through this experimental vaccine. Hundreds of millions of Americans have taken it. Uh, millions across the world have taken these drugs now. Uh, they're not proven. Uh, right. I hear that the Biden administration says that within weeks, the Pfizer vaccine, which is the one that now is only 42 percent effective against COVID, is supposedly going to get FDA approval. Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, can you explain why that's happening? Why are they approving a drug who is now being shown that it's not effective against COVID and has all these adverse effects to it? Let me What's give you on? the current. Let me give you the current adverse effects numbers from the VAERS system. The VAERS is a vaccine adverse effect reporting system in the U.S. On the mm -hmm. VAERS system, the most recent numbers I have are twelve thousand three hundred and sixty-six deaths, forty-six thousand thirty-six hospitalizations, sixty-eight thousand forty urgent care visits, ninety-two thousand. Slow those down. Slow those down. Let's go back through those. So go through the. Okay. Now, explain what the VAERS system is. This isn't some right-wing conspiracy website. This no, is the government's the VAERS, website, right? Explain correct. what that is. The VAERS is. system is set up by the CDC and the HHS as the monitoring system for vaccine adverse effects. It's supposed to capture safety signals um, from vaccines that are supposed to be further investigated. Um, and why was it set up? It was set up to monitor for adverse effects. For whom? Physicians and others? And the Sorry? For the FDA, the CDC, the HHS, and for the public. That's why it's publicly accessible. Okay, so that's important to know that this is a publicly accessible website that was set up by the government to inform right. the public and the health community who's dealing with COVID. These are the stats coming directly from them. Now, go through them again. The number of deaths, how many? 12,366. And this is their number. Okay, go on. This is their number. 46,036 hospitalizations. Mm -hmm. 68,040 urgent care visits. Okay. 92,527 office visits. Mm. 4,759 cases of anaphylaxis. Which is what? Um, that's a severe allergic reaction that actually interferes okay. with your ability to breathe and it can be fatal. Now, what I've understood now, and correct me if I'm wrong, these numbers coming from the VAERS system, 12,000 deaths, 46,000, did you say hospitalizations sent, mm -hmm. uh, with the vaccines? Why is it 
believed by many, including yourself, that these numbers are underestimated, that these, so there, these are not, these are not accurate. It's actually higher. There have been a couple of studies done um, that are reported to journals such as vaccines. There was a Harvard study that came out and their numbers are saying that approximately only one to 10% of adverse effects are actually reported to the bear system. And why would that be the case? Why would not, why would not, why wouldn't they get the data that they need to be accurate on these numbers? Well, some of the reason is it takes a long time to put in the VARES report. A lot of times the physicians that I've been speaking with, they don't have time to sit there for hours. It will take them a long time to be able to put in these reports. A lot of mm -hmm. a lot of times they just don't do it. It's all well, I mean, voluntary. that's somewhat of a legitimate uh, reason in some ways, right? Right. But it, it, nevertheless, the, the numbers mm -hmm. are lower than what they really are. Right. The patients can also report, but about 82% of the reports in bears were put in by a doctor or a pharmacist. Okay. So I know you're going to be speculating here, and this is where we get our crystal ball out and we could be all, you know, who knows, but why is it that they're rushing, they rush through the, you know, the, the vaccines and experimental vaccines, and now they're going to rush through the approval, knowing these numbers, these numbers are publicly available and known by the healthcare professionals by the CDC, FDA, Department of Homeland Security, and so forth, and medical people all across America. Yet we have this massive push to get people vaccinated. This is really unprecedented. This has never been done before. With the swine flu vaccine, there was about 25 deaths when they pulled it. There ended up being a total of about 50 or so deaths, and it was considered too risky to continue. The fact that they're ignoring these deaths and saying that only three of them have been linked to the vaccine, it should go the other way. These should mm -hmm. be linked to the vaccine and assumed to be caused by the vaccine until it can be ruled out, not the other way around. And that's, and that's what they're doing. Happening. That's what they're doing, which is different than what they've done in the past with experimental vaccines. Yes, this is very they're different. I mean, they the aren't thing. related to, to the vaccine, the deaths and, and all the other things, the hospitalizations and urgent care visits and what. They're assuming they're not related to the vaccine. Is that right? Right, and, until until proven otherwise, and it should be the other way around. We should and always be so, on again, the side of safety. If you would speculate as to why that's happening, because that just to me that's a mind blower. You know, we got people dying, we have people getting sick, putting in the hospital, all these adverse effects. Yet we're rushing this vaccine to get full approval so they can mandate it, basically across the board. That's my take, and I just don't get it. Right. None of this makes sense scientifically. A lot of people are saying they trust the science and they're following the science. Well, the science says this is a horrible idea. This is a bad idea. They're not following the science. So why are they doing it? I mean, I know that might be a political question. It might be just that they're out to, you know, this is all about control and we get into all these, you know, speculating and what. But it just seems to me we have a virus that's completely treatable. I mean, there will be people that will have terrible, uh, you know, they'll have bad cases of COVID and there'll be people that will die just like they die from the flu and other things. But we don't rush through a vaccine that's unproven and has this kind of a track record. So right, it, it seems to me the there's something else. on people either. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, we can get into speculating. Let's not do that here. Uh, let me move on. One more question before I let you go. I know your time is very valuable here. Uh, when it comes to the vaccines and now what it looks like uh, lots of mandates are coming down, uh, 
the U.S. federal government just ordered the military to vaccinate all active duty military. I saw today that they were kind enough to carve out a religious exemption. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's pay homage to our, you know, <laughs> our federal government. You know, thank you for that. I mean, it's better than nothing, but uh, we're beginning to see this being all across America. Companies are now mandating it. To go to a restaurant, you have to have the vaccine or you have to wear a mask or you have to show a, a negative COVID test. I just I was going to go to an outdoor musical festival in two weeks mm -hmm. and they're requiring the vaccine or a negative COVID test. And I told them, well, I don't need either one of those. I, I'm in, you know, I just had COVID. I'm not going to go take this test. And so I'm not going. And we're beginning to, and that's a very small sacrifice on my part. But we have people that are, their jobs are being threatened right now over this right. stuff. And it's only going to get worse. Uh, can you speak to that? I know as a virologist, you don't get into, you know, that kind of stuff. But I mean, why are, are, why are we seeing this? I guess from your perspective, and I know this is just getting your opinion offline kind of, but why are we seeing this, this rush this to is, mandate the vaccine? This is a forced vaccination campaign under the guise of a voluntary vaccination campaign. And once people start losing their jobs or their livelihood, or they can't enter a grocery store, that's what's really going to separate the sheep from the goats. That's mm -hmm. when we're going to know whether you're well, just hesitant or whether you're standing on some deep held belief. Right. And the blame game is crazy. I mean, they, they, they uh, you know, our, our governor here in Ohio called, said that there were two Ohio's now, two Ohio's. Who are the dividers here? He said there are two wow. Ohio's, the unvaxxed and the vaxxed mm -hmm. and the vaxxed are the ones that are safe and keeping others safe and the unvaxxed are the ones that aren't safe and they're not, they don't care about their neighbors. Right. Uh, the pitting of Americans against each other based on their vaccination status. I don't know how this is going to end well. I just don't. It's not going to end well, Mark. It's not. It's And that's part of it is to divide and conquer. That's part well, of that's why. And so, folks, this is what I want you to do. I know that many of you dealing with this right now, some of you are facing very difficult questions at, at your employment and other things that you're having to decide as to whether you're going to take the vaccine vaccination or not in order to participate in American life. I mean, this is on, this is what's coming down the pike and we need to start thinking forward about what we're going to do as individuals, as families around your coffee table at night, around your dinner table, you're going to have to start deciding when that comes down. And when they ask you and tell you, you have to get the vaccination, what are you going to do? I exhort you to, to say no. Uh, this is about freedom. If we don't have freedom uh, to decide what we can put in our own bodies and we're being told by large corporations in the federal government and other people through pressure campaigns, coercion and other means to force an experimental drug, even, then, even when the FDA approves it, it's still a drug that we don't want to be putting in our bodies. I don't know where this goes uh, beyond that. Uh, once you give over that, to that authority to someone else, whether it's a government or a company or an individual, you've given over a heck of a lot of your freedom. Uh, this is a battle for the soul of America, in my opinion. I, we need to fight back. I told my wife last night, I said, if, if the vaccine was 100% foolproof and stopped every COVID virus ever, I still wouldn't take it. 
and I don't believe anyone should be mandated to take it. Um, this is about our freedoms and liberty, and we need to be able to stand up and say no. We have good reasons to say no. It's not just because we're being reflexively political. It's because we have evidence to say this is a bad idea and people are going to die if they take this thing and we continue down this road. So, folks, if you want to find out more and, and you want to be ahead of the ball game here, uh, and uh, I suggest that you go to myfreedoctor.com or americasfrontlinedoctors.org and you can pick up ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine uh, on those websites. You can set up a virtual meeting with a physician, get the prescription and have it on hand in the event that you do contract COVID. Uh, if you take all the precautions, you know, you get a 99.9% chance of survival. Uh, a lot better than taking a vaccine in which we've got some numbers here that are very ominous about the numbers of deaths, hospitalizations, urgent care visits, and so forth. So I want to pre I appreciate the whistleblower coming on today and giving us some practical insights as to what's happening with this entire debate. We'll see you next time, folks. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, the blessed God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.